0: Wow, two lives in, in two days. This is uh, some monumental occasion here. I wanna welcome you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, well, it's kind of a, a big deal. The Queen of England has passed away. She's died, and I just wanted to share some thoughts and have a discussion with you. And uh, ask the question, what does this mean? What does it mean that the Queen of England has died? First of all, does it mean anything? Is, it, is there prophetic significance? I know some people have been out there talking about this. And I was just praying and uh, you know getting ready for actually for Sunday, and uh, you know that's when the news hit. And so I wanted to just kind of share a little bit about what's on my heart about this and kind of what I've been hearing the Lord say. So uh, let me just read the headlines: Britain's Queen Elizabeth II has died at the age of 96. That of course was first uh, broke by um, you know a lot of the British newspapers, and it was uh, Buckingham Palace that put out the statement. Her death brings to close a reign that spanned seven decades. Interesting, interesting number there, seven decades. And made her most, uh, the the most recognized woman in the world. That's kind of significant too. Uh, As monarch, the queen is automatically granted a publicly funded state funeral. Details for the funeral are expected to be released by the palace soon. I think we need to watch for that uh, because there might be some more things that, Uh, Are of significance prophetically uh, when it comes to the funeral. Her eldest son Charles immediately becomes the king of the United Kingdom upon the death of his mother. So yeah, uh, Trina, you're right. God removes kings from their thrones, queens from their thrones. But you know, I think there's a there's a significance to this all happening here. Um, I really believe you know the first thing that comes to mind is that God is bringing down the idols. Now, of course, uh, before I get into everything I want to say today, I want to, of course, send my condolences uh, publicly. Uh, You know, it's never pleasant to a family when you lose a loved one. Obviously, there's many people around the world that are mourning. Uh, Some people uh, love this queen. Some people don't, you know, don't like her at all, didn't like her at all. Um, I know there's many different opinions on that. Uh, Of course, we know at least one of her sons is involved in some very uh, nefarious things. And uh, I believe more of the royal family are as well. That's just my personal opinion. Um, But, you know, many people say that she did good things. And so that's up for you to discern. I'm not gonna get into that. Uh, But I think what's happening is there's a changing of the guard that's taking place. And I think that God is, this is a very prophetic time, friends. This is a very prophetic time. And I think we need to be watchmen. And I think we need to be in prayer because there's a lot of things happening at once. The news cycle is, is pretty significant right now. Uh, every day there's almost something big, uh, something significant. And so, uh, the Bible says be watchmen on the wall. And so I think we need to be watchmen, but I, I think that, you know, there's a changing of the guard and I would not be surprised if we see more of this. I would not be surprised. And in in the near future, if we wouldn't see a shift in the Vatican, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if the Pope were to resign or something were to happen in the the Vatican. I think we're in a very transitional period. This is of significance prophetically, I believe. And I think that we're in a changing of the guard. I really believe God is raising up a new generation of uh, lions and people that are truly going to stand for righteousness. And he's pulling down the idols. Now, this doesn't mean. Look, ultimately, on this earth, you can't take any riches with you to heaven. Nothing. Uh, you know, it, the Bible talks about how difficult it is for a rich person to to know Jesus to get to heaven because they have so many things in this world that sometimes they think, "Oh, I don't need God. I don't need Jesus." Now, some people say that this queen accepted Jesus before. I don't. I don't know that to be true. Uh, I will say this. You know, hopefully, she did. Uh, If she did not, though, she will have the same fate of every single human being. Uh, Whether, you know, the Bible says there's only one way to the Father, and that's through the Son, Jesus Christ. So we all have that decision here on earth, whether we're rich or poor or royalty or whatever, whoever we are, the richest person in the world. Um, It doesn't matter because you can't take any of those riches with you in eternity. And so what matters is the state of our heart, the state of our soul, and that's why we, Talk about souls so much. That's why there's a great commission. The Lord says, go, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The word of God says there's only one way to the Father and that's through the Son. And I'm not trying to be, um, you know, negative and say that she wasn't saved. I don't know. Uh, Like I said, there's some people that are telling me she was. Uh, Some people say that uh, Billy Graham and her dialogued. Um, so you know, I haven't really been somebody who's been a student of uh, you know, the royal family in Great Britain, that, that I know too much about them. Obviously, I probably know what a lot of you know. Uh, but I will tell you, I, I hope that she accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. I really do. Uh, but we do know that there's a lot of um concerning things around the royal family, at least some of the sons, uh, connections with Epstein, things like that. I'm not gonna get into that today. I'm gonna honor. Her, and I'm not going to get into any of that stuff. Uh, Honor the family, allow them to mourn. Uh, Honor those of you that are mourning who, you know, were uh, somebody that, you know, liked the queen, loved the queen, loved the family. I'm not going to sit here and disrespect you or them. Here's what I will say though I really believe we're at a changing of the guard. And I really believe that this is significant from a prophetic standpoint because. I think that we're shifting, we're going into a new season. And while there's a lot of very negative, concerning, egregious things that are happening in the natural, I've said this the other day and I'll say it again, I really believe from the beginning of time, God has been looking for a people that are willing to trust him. And I'm telling you, in my entire life, there's never been a season where I really have had to dig in and say, Lord, I trust you. Okay, there's never been a season like this season where if you read the news, you read the headlines, it's almost all negative, it's almost all concerning, it's almost all egregious, you can get super doom and gloom and depressed and honestly, this has caused me, it's gonna cause you to do one or two things, either to, to, to hook into that and to be depressed and to be down and hook into all that stuff or to seek God and go deeper. Go deeper in your faith walk. It's gonna see, you know, and when you spend that time with the Lord and in the presence of God, you get recharged. You get strengthened in your faith. You start hearing, hearing from the Holy Spirit. You start hearing, hold on, keep pushing ahead. Don't grow weary in doing good. Stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen. I'm with you even until the end of the age. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You start hearing those things, right? So, uh, yeah, somebody on here, uh, Deborah, you're saying uh, Billy Graham, letter to the Lord. I, I really hope that. I really, really hope that. You know, I mean, look, I don't wish anything bad on anybody. And so I really hope that she was a believer. Um, you know, again, I'm not somebody who like studied the queen and I'm not an expert on the queen, but I will tell you this. Um, if I was the king or the queen, and obviously I'm not going to be the queen, but you know, if I was royalty, Okay, let's just think about that. If I, or you, okay, if one of us, if we were in a position like she was and we got saved, radically saved, how many of you have been radically saved, right? I've been radically saved. I mean, I had a Damascus Road encounter, okay? Here's my challenge to those that are saying this. And again, I don't know. I don't, maybe she did. Maybe she had a very quiet, you know, spiritual life and maybe she was, okay, but here's what I'm gonna say. If, If I was a king of a country, And I got radically saved. The Bible says what? You know them by their fruit. You know them by their fruit. So imagine what what a queen or a king who is on fire for the Lord could have done. Again, just, just putting that out there. Think about if anybody in that type of position, were to have a Damascus Road encounter, a real encounter with the Holy Spirit, was an intercessor, was praying, was in the Word of God. Can you imagine the influence that she would have been able to have? Can you can you imagine? Think about this, right? What she would have been able to do if she was truly radically saved. You know them by the fruit, right? So that's all I'm going to say. Now, maybe she maybe she was just somebody that was like a real quiet about her faith and but again, I, to me, if I was the queen, if I, I mean, I'm not gonna be the queen. Again, I'm not getting into the weird stuff, okay? Today, you gotta be very careful with this stuff, you know? I would be the king, okay, not the queen. Gotta be very careful. Todd Coconado said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying, though, is this. If I was the king of England and I got radically saved, could you imagine? Huh? <laughs> we would have been having revival. I declare and decree we're having a revival. Right here in downtown England, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it would be like a nonstop. We would just, you know, all that money, all those resources. So something to think about there. Something to think about there, right? Here's the thing though, guys. I I think that we're in a shifting and I wanna read from the word of God. You know, it's interesting. I was actually looking at the 10 commandments today. I was looking at the 10 commandments. You know, I, I think God is taking us back to like, you know, the foundations, you know? It's like, we need to restore the foundations, we need to get out of the weeds. We got to stop all the religiosity. There's a big spirit of religion. Have you not seen this? A big spirit of religion. And there's like a Christian ease and Christian culture and the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? And, and so that, that's kind of what a lot of people think is Christianity. So God is, is taking us back to the foundations. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. He will lift you up. Whoa, who talks about that? Not a lot of people. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Okay, going back to the foundations, the 10 commandments. If you got your Bible, you can go there. Exodus 20. Then God spoke all these words saying, what's literally the first thing right here when we get into the 10 commandments, what's the very first thing that it says? It says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Verse three. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourselves an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them for who I, whose I, Yahweh, whose I, the great I am, whose I, the God of heaven and earth, The beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He says, I, the Lord your God, am what? A jealous God. Wow. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and on the fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to the thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. So literally... In the Bible, Exodus, literally right there where it says the Ten Commandments, right there, in the very first part of that chapter, it says, there shall be no other gods before you. So here's the deal. Can you be royalty? Well, I mean, there's kings in the Bible. I mean, even the Israeli people, the people of Israel, they wanted a king. They demanded a king. You know, they had the judges, and then they wanted a king. God said, all right, well, if you want a king, here's a king. You know, and then he used a lot of those kings. I mean, he used kings, King David, right? So all I'm saying is if you are a king, it's not like there aren't any kings in the Bible, and God used kings, but if you are a king or a queen and you love the Lord, you're gonna be a righteous leader. And all I can tell you, I don't know if you've been to the UK recently, good people, I like people in the UK, some of you might be in the UK, but that society in the UK is even more far left than here in the United States, so if I was a person of influence who was on fire for the Lord and was literally the king of that country, man, there would have been fruit. So again, just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. But we hope, I mean, I know many of you are, are you know people that really love the queen and, and, and you're all about it. And, and I'm not here to rain on your parade. I'm certainly not here to disrespect the queen. Uh, I'm not here to disrespect her family on this day when people are mourning around the world. But I just think there is something that's shifting in our world, and I believe that God has taken down the idols of this world. I wanna read a couple other scriptures on idolatry. You know, we talked about idolatry this last Sunday. I don't know if you tuned in the service, but the reason why we do the, the Sunday services is because many people say, you know, I wanna know the foundations of the faith. I wanna know the foundations of Christianity, and I have not learned that. That's why we started the Sunday service. And uh, it's, the Lord is doing something powerful. And by the way, I'm just a vessel. I am no one's. Super special, anything like that. So please understand that. I'm just sharing what's on my heart today, but thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. We're just having a conversation here. And honestly, our heart is, is the heart of the Lord. We wanna see the Lord lifted up. We wanna see people growing in their faith. We wanna see everybody set up for success, including the royal family, including those in Great Britain. True story. Uh, John five twenty one. it says, little children, guard yourself from idols. Uh, Thessalonians 1.9, it says, for they themselves report about us, what a kind of reception we had with you. And now you turn, from God, uh, turn to God from idols to serve the living true God. That's important. So the deal is this, if we've made idols, we have an opportunity to turn from those idols. And I, look what's happening. So Hollywood and Highland, okay? I was in Hollywood and Highland is right there, like in the center of Hollywood. I was just talking to Lou Angle about this yesterday. He, you know, it was a great conversation. I'm going to share that conversation with you soon. Um, stay tuned. But, but we were talking, I was talking about Hollywood and Highland. Now, as many of you guys know, I passed in Los Angeles for 17 years, okay? So I was in Hollywood all the time. I was a Hollywood actor myself until I got radically saved. So there's a lot going on with Hollywood and the occult and all the different stuff of, of, of you know, all kinds of crazy stuff in Hollywood. If you've never heard any of this, hopefully you have as an astute believer, as somebody who walks into sermon, I know many of you get it, but a lot of this stuff that comes out of Hollywood, there's a hidden agenda, there's a hidden, you know, and so there's certain, like, areas in our world, like, whether it's out of the, you know, the king of England, the queen of England, or Hollywood, or, you know, there's certain areas of major influence. That's why the tabloids talk about the celebrities, and the tabloids talk about, so, what I believe is that we're going into a season where the idols are being taken down one by one. And I, I just have a, an unction in my spirit to feel like something is gonna happen in Rome soon. I, I mean, soon could be a year from now. Soon could be, I'm, I'm just saying, I feel like something is gonna happen with this Pope. I feel like something is gonna happen because God, I mean, look at the Georgia Guidestones come down in one day. Now, people say, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, these were these, these weird stones that kind of imitated because everything that Satan does imitates God. He imitates marriage with false marriage. He imitates the 10 commandments with false 10 commandments, false commandments. They were written like the 10 commandments on stone, but they were, they were a whole nother, it was like new agey, new world order, world economic forum kind of stuff. And then it was so crazy, they came down in one single day. Hollywood and Highland. Let's get back to that. There was an altar. If you go to remnant.news, you can read the story. We put a story out about this. Remnant.news, and just put in the search bar Hollywood and Highland. It'll come up, okay? But in Hollywood and Highland, there was an altar of Baal that was literally built in Hollywood. Now, many people don't talk about this because people are afraid to talk about this stuff. I actually had a crazy experience because, you know, I prayed for Hollywood. I, I felt like, you know, the Lord took me out of Hollywood. I know the the plan of the enemy, because I literally saw it firsthand. I saw what happens there. I saw how there's a plumb line to government. That's how the whole ministry that, you know, the Lord has given us has developed over the years because God has taken us on this crazy journey that only he could take us on. And so I started in Hollywood and then I ended up in, you know, government. You know, people say you talk about government a lot. Well, I talk about government because it's one of the areas of society that we have to occupy until he comes. That's all areas. Christians are meant to be the head and not the tail. So we don't leave a vacuum In politics, we don't leave a vacuum in Hollywood. Okay, we got to occupy all areas. We got to preach, you know, the truth of the word of God because it's the truth that sets the captive free. So, you know, I started in Hollywood and then that led me because there's a plumb line to government. Are you here? And so here's the deal. So Hollywood and Highland, they had this altar to Baal. It was literally this arch and there was like these idols and it was like a replica of a movie that was literally the Ark of Baal. And just recently, it's been redesigned and repurposed. And for the most part, the idols have come down. They repurposed that arch. It's no longer what it was originally. Now, it's still an arch. It's still there, but it looks different. And they repurposed it. And a lot of the elements that were around it have been taken out, including this couch that was very weird. It was kind of, you know, was it a depiction of the casting couch in Hollywood? Just a weird thing. That thing's gone too. So that came down. The, so the altar of Baal in Hollywood, repurposed. The, uh, the, you know, the fake Ten Commandments, you know, the Georgia Guidestones, down in a day, okay? Abortion, now abortion, why is this connected? Because here's the thing about this, and they'll probably write a story about this, Pastor Todd, you know, I know all these people that love to watch these videos and they take out little clips of it. Look at what this preacher's talking about. Why? Because not a lot of people talk about this stuff. And so they love to just, you know, come after me for this kind of stuff, but I don't care. You know what, I've, I've learned to just, you know what, I gotta stay in my lane, right? If, if God wants me to talk about it, I gotta talk about it. Let them say what they're gonna say. They always have something to say, right? They always have something to say. And because we're over the target, that's the whole thing. No one talks about this stuff, we're over the target. Think about this, down in a day, the Georgia Guidestones. Hollywood and Highland, the altar of Bale, repurposed. Then what happens, in a day, this was before the, the altar of Bale came down in Hollywood, in a day, abortion, Roe v. Wade, overturned, nothing new under the sun. It's been the, the the sacrifice to Molech, the sacrifice to Baal. It's always been about the innocent. It's always been about the unborn. It's always been about the born, they, the children, the children, the children. That's why this next election, it's really about the children, the children, the next generation that they're trying to indoctrinate, that they're trying to come after. And, and, they're, and, they're, and they're literally giving them propaganda and lies and all disinformation, just trying to come after our kids. It's always been about the children. Nothing new under the sun. And the sacrifice to Baal and the sacrifice to Molech. There was even even in uh, in the emails that they found in the WikiLeaks, now maybe they were joking, I don't know, but you know, they talked about this. Coincidence? You tell me. In a day, overturned. What happens? Everybody starts freaking out about Roe v. Wade being overturned. Now they're saying this is the the main issue of this election. Is it really? When we have inflation that's out of control, when we have all the different egregious things that are happening in our country, energy prices going through the roof. Uh, You know, I mean, how much has your bills gone up? Your energy bills. How much has your gas bills gone up? How much is the supermarket? I mean, we're almost paying double now when we go to the supermarket. Have you looked at the price of cars recently? Now, California is saying only electric. Everything is going way, way up. Have wages kept up? No. So there's so many real issues that affect you, but why are they making it about abortion? Why is it about abortion? Why? Because spiritually to the Lord and to the, to the demonic forces that are fighting because we're at, we're at a Mount Carmel moment and it's the prophets of God and the prophets of Baal and we're coming to a head. And so we're at this, this Mount Carmel, literally Mount Carmel 2.0, And that's why there's an expose, and that's why so much is happening right now. And the idols are coming down. Are you tracking? So we're at Mount Carmel. The idols are coming down. They're the prophets of Baal versus the prophets of God. And here we are. And what is one of the main issues that they're talking about in this election cycle? They're talking about abortion. Why? Because it's the killing of the innocent. And blood. And blood. It has to be blood. They have to have the blood. Don't you understand? Because it's a counterfeit because the blood of Jesus Christ is the answer. It's the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, repentance of sin. Biblical Christianity, it's always been about biblical Christianity and they're coming after the biblical Christians. It's not a conspiracy, my friends. All you gotta do is go out there and start speaking the truth of the word of God publicly and you'll start seeing what's happening. Why are they saying that's the big factor about this election? The big factor is about abortion. Why? Why is it still about abortion? The Supreme Court's already ruled. It's done. It's done. And, and all these liars that say, oh, you can't even get an abortion. That's not even true. You can go to states and, you know, they're saying, they always try to say, oh, what about rape and incest? Like less than 1%. Why do they make it an issue? Because they need this is a spiritual battle and people are waking up and that's why they have to silence. Why is my page always silenced? I'm a pastor. Am I saying anything super crazy? Am I telling you to go out and be violent? You know, I mean, you see some of these pages out there, they're putting out awful stuff. No one bothers them. No one bothers them. Why, did, why are they so perturbed about a pastor who's literally reading from the scripture? Because it's a battle of light versus darkness and we are at Mount Carmel. And so God is looking for a people that are willing to trust him. Are we willing to trust him from the beginning of time? He's been looking for a people that says, I will trust you, Lord. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding, all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I don't know, I'm fired up. I'm fired up because I know the idols are coming down and they know the idols are coming down. And the people of God are waking up and there's a righteous remnant that's praying and interceding and calling upon the name of the Lord. And the Bible says, those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So they want us to give up. They want us to feel like we're defeated. They want you to feel down. They want there to be a heaviness in your heart. They want you to just cower and cave. And some of the people are buying it just like they did when God was literally rescuing the children of Israel at the Red Sea, and they were right there at this precipice moment, and God was about to part the Red Sea and bring them into the Promised Land. And just when they were about at this precipice moment, people said, "Let's turn back. Let's go back into captivity." And just like that same situation when God did part the Red Sea and, and all their, their enemies were literally engulfed by water, okay, and, and taken down. And then here they go again. They get to the promised land. And then what happens then? They're, they're, they send the 12 spies in. They send the 12 spies in. And only two, Joshua and Caleb, two, came back with a good report because why? They trusted God. From the beginning of time, God has been looking for a people that say, God, I'm willing to trust you He's always been looking for people that are willing to trust him. The ten said, Oh, the giants are too big. Oh, the deep state is too big. They're too fortified. We can't beat them. Pastor Todd, just get them ready for the end. That's it. We're done. America's done. Everything's done. Don't be like the ten, be like the two. God has always been looking for a people that are gonna trust him. We've gotta trust him. That doesn't mean that we we just, that's it, do nothing. Because faith without works is dead. He's giving us assignments. He says, go, do this, do that. That's where I get into that Greek word a lot. Ekbalo, go out, cast out, drive out, be the church. Be the head and not the tail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jonah 2.8, it says, those with regard vain idols forsake their faithfulness. Exodus 23 through 6. I'm gonna read it again says, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or anything in the likeness of what is in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and fourth generations and on those who hate me. Friends, this is what's happening right now. We are in a pivotal crossroads moment A shifting has taken place. God is taking down the idols of this world. God bless the Queen's family. I pray for them. I'm not here to disrespect. I'm not here to criticize. I'm not here to come out with some crazy conspiracy about what they did or whatever. I'm just stating a spiritual dynamic that I feel the Lord gave me in prayer today, which is that we are in a shifting. And hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't grow weary. Don't give up. Come on, friends. God has been looking for a people that'll trust him. And so my my question to you today is do you trust him? Are you willing to trust him? Are you willing to trust in him? Ever since the beginning of time, ever since we started off in the word of God, God has been looking for a people that are willing to trust him. And I believe we're in a season right now where trust is the most important thing, leaning not on our own understanding, dying to our flesh daily keeping our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our story. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He's with us even until the end of the age. Now is a time to occupy. Now is a time to stand. Now is not a time to grow weary. The shift has begun. Be prepared. There's gonna be more things coming. I believe we're in a very significant hour, a very prophetic hour. Be prepared to see more prophetic things happening And God is showing us that there are there are suddenlies, like in Acts chapter two, there are suddenlies that are going to happen. So be ready and don't give up. Don't give up. Don't surrender. We only lose when we give up. We only lose when we give up. All right, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. And we wanna be that generation, Lord God, that says we will trust in you. We will trust in you, Lord God. We will not listen to the prophets of Baal. Their God can do nothing. Their God is powerless. You are the one who sits on the throne. I pray anybody watching this that's discouraged, that's weary, that's beat down, they'd be strengthened in their faith. They'd soar with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. You are the wind beneath our wings, Lord God. Occupy until he comes. Cast out, drive out, go out. That's what the people of God are meant to do. And so I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you. The shift is happening. Hallelujah. Stand. Stand church. I love you guys. Appreciate you. Tune in this Sunday. We'd love to see you at Sunday service and God bless you. We're praying for you and we'll talk to you soon.